Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. How many of you have ever been part of a team? Anybody part of a team? I'm not talking just sports. There's chess club. There's all these different teams. There's a debate team, all these things. How many people have been part of a team before? How many people know that we learn a lot of stuff from teams? It helps us grow. It teaches us stuff. And we are able to, for me, it's helped me just lead and just change and direct my life in so many different ways that being part of a team is encouraging. I don't know about you, but I was watching... Uh, I love watching sports, obviously, and last night I was watching Golden State play Houston, and if you were watching the game last night, it was such an incredible turnaround for one of the best teams. Uh, Golden State, I don't cheer for them, but they're an incredible team. And last night, they were losing by 17 points. And in the second half, they ended up coming back and winning by 29 points. That's 46 points difference. This team worked together, and when they start clicking and moving together, they're unbelievable to watch. And I don't know about you, but it's fun to watch a team that just clicks and moves together so well that they just know where each other's going to be. They outscored Houston 64 to 25 in the second half. I kind of laughed myself. It was unbelievable to watch. And it's neat to know that teams that work together are so successful. I read up on a Sports Illustrated did an article on some of the best teams um, in history, the greatest teams of all time, and they listed off a bunch of teams in different sports. And in the NFL, they were talking about the New England Patriots, and uh, I don't want to inflate things, but they have done so well. (laughs) A few football fans in the room. I don't even watch football, but I know that one. Um, They have done such an incredible job, and I don't even remember all the stats because I don't follow football, but they have made it to so many consecutive conference champions, championships, that they are considered one of the best teams ever in the history of NFL. NBA, they wrote about Jordan and the Bulls, and I know there's some basketball fans in the room, they might disagree, but they're talking about the greatest team, and just what they did and how they played together, and the statistics that they have, and how they won six consecutive championships with a break in between, because Jordan made a bad decision and tried baseball. That was embarrassing. Um, But then they went down and into the Major League Baseball, and from 96 to 2001, they said the best team in Major League history was the Yankees. And I'm not a Yankee fan, but that team was incredible. And they rhymed off their statistics and how, again, they worked together. And this was before New York went into the let's buy all these great players and buy championships. They brought people up through their... um, Farm system, thank you. They brought them up through the farm system and created this incredible team and went on to win so many championships. The interesting thing is these teams didn't just have one star. Yes, they had some great players, but those players made players around them even better. And these teams weren't just dependent on one person. And this morning as we have our ministry fair and all this kind of stuff, I want to talk to you this morning and say thank you to everyone in this room that is a part of a team here at Bethel. Because as you being a part of the team here, we are growing in all areas of ministry. 
And not only are we growing, but people are understanding how great Bethel is. And it's not, it's not about us. It is about the team that we have and how amazing every one of you are. And so this morning, we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians 12, and we're going to talk about the body of Christ. And in verse 12, it says this, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Verse 13 of chapter 12. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, free or slave, or slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say to the, now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, would it not for that reason stop being part of the body? And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in the fact, God has placed the parts of the body, parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Just pause there for a second. Just as he wanted them to be. Do you understand by reading that verse that you are here because this is where God wanted you to be? The interesting thing is a lot of times we believe well, I looked around for a couple different churches and I thought this one I liked. No, this is actually where God directed you. He directed you. He put you here because this is where he wanted you to be. 19, if there were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. Verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, and the head to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, these parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the part that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our present parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lack it so that there should be no division in the body, but that is, parts should have equal concern for each other. In one part, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So each one of you is a part of it. The great thing is, as it talked in the scriptures, as we read through, it says... The ones that aren't seen are protected. They're the ones that are established even higher because what happens is, is this, and we've talked about it before, I can survive without a leg or without an arm. But I cannot survive without my lungs or my heart. But how many people have ever walked up to somebody and be like, some nice lungs you have. <laughs> we don't see them. But they are the vital parts. And so a lot of times, even in ministry, when we are a part of a team, we think the people that are being seen are the ones that are so important. But I always say this, when it comes to worship, can I tell you who I think one of the most important people in the room are when it comes to our worship? Yes, the Holy Spirit for all the 
Super spiritual ones in the room for a moment. I think one of the most vital people when it comes to our worship at this moment is Chad, who's running media. Because I guarantee you, if we had no sound system, we just had an acoustic guitar, we would be able to still have worship. But if there's no words on those screens, you'd be surprised how fast you stop singing. Sometimes the most vital people in the room, we don't even know who they are. Unless something goes wrong. If those words aren't there, then we quickly check. (laughs) But a lot of times the vital ones are the ones that aren't seen. Because see, John's at the back doing sound and he could make my voice go all crazy different ways and he could just turn the mic off. That's why I always treat the sound guys really nice. Mark always threatens to make me sound like a chickmunk. <laughs> but there are vital parts of our church that you don't see that without them, without you, we can't do what we do. And I love hearing stories about what people say in the community. Pastor Ashley, she's not in the room right now, she's up the hall teaching, but she was at Loop, which is a community awareness kind of day where a bunch of uh, community groups are there advertising what's going on in the community. And she told us that people would walk by her table and see Bethel kids and they would make comments like, oh, that's a really neat church that has a bunch of stuff going on. You're the one that likes to help out in the community. And all they had was positive things to say about Bethel. And that's not us, that's you guys. They see your involvement in the community. They see you helping and serving We're just kind of the ones that get spoken to. We love the fact that all of you or so many of you are so involved in the body of Christ. Because without you, we can't do it. We need every one of you. And I don't know about you, but with Bethel having a good reputation in our community, that lets me know that Jesus Christ has a good reputation in our community. Because as much as I give you praise as being a part of the team. We are all the body of Christ. So when we're active and we're moving and when we're doing things in the community, people see Jesus. And I don't know about you, but in a society we live in, a lot of times people don't have a good view of Jesus. They don't have a good view of the church. And I love when we do something, we do something quietly and nobody really knows and all of a sudden the word gets out, who helped, who did this? And they find out that Bethel was involved and they're just kind of shocked And I don't know about you, but I feel like the community should know that the church loves them and that we're here for them and we don't judge them. Because I don't know about you, I know who I am without Jesus Christ in my life. And it wasn't that long ago, although the years are getting longer, it wasn't that long ago that I needed Jesus desperately in my life. And as us, there's people who were the part of the body of Christ that I belong to that didn't judge me and they loved me and they helped me, and I watched Jesus through them. Not the great times, I watched Jesus through them in their hard times. Because how many people know it's easy to serve Jesus when everything is going well? But when it's tough times, when there's struggles, this is when it's hard, but this is, those are the moments where we can be the biggest light to people. Because they see that we struggle, they see that we have hard times. And when we are faithful through it, they understand that Jesus is with us. 
They don't understand how we can get through it. And the only thing we can tell them is, how, when they ask, how do you get through this? With Jesus. It's the only way I'm getting through it. It's the only way I'm able to get through it. It's the only answer that I have. But if you have Jesus, shouldn't it be better? Oh, my Bible actually doesn't say that. I know we like to paint that picture, but it's not always true. There's so many people in this room right now that you give Bethel and Jesus such a great reputation. And this morning, I just want to take a few moments to honor some of you in the room. I haven't told you this. I'm not going to call you out by name, but what I want to do is call out some of the ministries we have, and I'm praying that I didn't miss any. But as I call them out, if you were involved in this ministry, I want you to stand. So Heavenly Hoops, not just the committee, if you were a coach, if you were a referee, if you were a scorekeeper, if you are a hall monitor, if you made popcorn, whatever it is, just stand to your feet for a moment. Can we just, as they stand, let's give them a hand. These people reach into the community and help us. If you're a part of Hoops Camp, if you've ever helped in Hoops Camp, I know some of you will stay standing for a moment, but if you're a part of Hoops Camp, also uh, Hoops Camp is coming up, so if you want to be a part of that, you can see me after the service or Pastor Carlo, and we'll get you hooked up with that. This is a great way to reach in our community. We're going to have 60 kids here learning basketball, but learning about Jesus Christ. Thank you. If you're involved in Bethel Kids on Thursday night, just stand for a moment. Don't be shy. I'm amazed by who volunteers in certain areas. Because here's the fun part. As you step out in faith, you'll be amazed the joy that you'll receive. You'll step into things that you're not even sure, do I want to be a part of this? Am I supposed to be a part of this? And God will speak to you and through you. It's amazing. And our kids' ministry is growing on Thursday nights. So again, after the service, please, if you are interested or want to, sign up. It's going to be a great time for you. That's the hard thing to wrap our minds around. Because we're a part of the body of Christ, if we're not actually active, there's a joy that we're missing. We don't ask you to volunteer because we need volunteers. We understand the excitement and the joy and the pleasure that you actually receive through it. Because when you get to see Jesus Christ working through you to speak into kids' lives or speak into people's lives, it's amazing and it's exciting to watch the change in people's lives. We have small group leaders. Do we have small group leaders in the room? If you could stand up. Don't be shy. Don't look around. If you teach a small group, just stand. Because this is going to help us move a little quicker. Give a hand. We're missing some right now as well. We have our community meals. If you were part of community meals or help serve at community meals, please stand. On the third Friday of every month, we cook a meal down at Presbyterian Church, Knox Presbyterian, and we serve 100, 150, give or 100 people, and it is such an amazing time. And so if you want to be a part of that, see uh, Rena after the service, and she will get you hooked up in cooking. Literally. Bridge 5-6, are you in the room? Is Josh and Rick here? Are they not here? Oh, make a mental note. I'm joking. But we started a class for our kids in grade 5 and 6 on Thursday night because we realized that there was kind of this 
gap where kids felt a little bit too old for kids ministry but too young for youth and so we pulled them together and we created this ministry called Bridge 5-6 and if you're interested in helping out and being a part of that you can see Pastor Ashley outside after in the foyer and it's such a great ministry to see these kids grow. We have our 50 plus committee. Where's our 50 plus committee? If you are new to the church and you're 50 plus these are the people you want to see. They have a great event coming up. Is it too late to sign up for the trip? Too late or you can still get on the bus? You can still get on the bus? This is the last day, so find them and sign up. One, I forget where they're going, but I know they're going to the Mandarin. It's funny how I remember that part. <laughs> they're going to the Mandarin. That's worth it alone. We have the ladies' ministry. They're doing a whole pile of stuff. Somebody asked me already if they could do the axe throw, and I said no. <laughs> the men's ministry did a wing night, then you did a wing night. We're doing an axe throw already. You want to do an axe throw? I don't know if the men would actually do a high T, so I'm not sure if this is fair. <laughs> Let us have something. Come on. Bethel students, if you're a leader in Bethel students, please stand. If you are a youth parent in the room, you want to thank them because they went almost sleepless last weekend to take your kids to Overflow. And there's great testimonies that came back from that. And so just an honor to be a part of that. And so if you want to be a part of that, you see Pastor Carlo and get plugged in and watch students' lives change right in front of you and be a part of it. We do have like our hospitality and greeters that meet at the front doors and welcome people in. So if you are a part of the hospitality team, which is our greeters and our ushers and all that kind of stuff, just stand for a moment real quick. You are all that stood. You are all the faces that people see Jesus in. It's not just about seeing Bethel at work. You are the faces that people see Jesus in and through. You are the ones that touch people's lives and change their hearts. Be encouraged that we honor you this morning. We realize that we cannot do what we do without you. Every Sunday morning, I meet with the children's workers up the hall, and I just share with them what I'm going to speak on, and I share with them where our heart's at, and we pray with them, and if it's Communion Sunday, we do communion with them. And the whole point of it is I realize that I cannot do what I do in here without them doing what they do up there. It is so amazing to be surrounded by so many people, so many great workers, and so many hearts that just want to see Jesus move in people's lives. Matthew 6, verse 19 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. This verse is interesting. If you look at it, you think verse 21 should read differently. You think verse 21, in my mind, it should read, where your heart is, there your treasure will be. But it says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's funny how our treasure goes first. 
You would think our heart would go first and our treasure would follow. But do you realize that it's when we invest in something that our heart will follow? So this morning, this morning I encourage you to invest. If you're not sure where to plug in, if you're not sure where to volunteer, find a spot. If there's even just a little urge in your heart, you should try this. And you're like, well, I'm not really sure if that's for me. My heart's not really in it. Invest your time. Because it's the one thing that we can't make more of. Invest your time and watch your heart follow. There are so many people that have volunteered in heavenly hoops because, well, we begged. (laughs) And then when you ask them later how you enjoying it, They love it. They see kids smile. They see kids get to know them. And they see kids' lives change. I watch people who connect into children's ministry for the very first time. And they're like, I just want to see. I realize that to help people in their lives, it's easier when they're kids. And they start helping. And all of a sudden, their hearts get excited. And they're like, I want to be here. This is exciting. And so there's moments in our lives where we invest first. Then our hearts follow. It's actually scriptural. I'd never been on a mission trip before. And when I went to the Dominican, I'll be honest, I wasn't 100% sure. I don't look all like high maintenance, but I like my showers. A lot. I like the big rain shower heads. I like, I'm the weird guy. I do need it, I know. If I work near you, trust me, you know it. But when I went, I made an investment, not just financially, but in time and leaving family behind and all of it. And I'll be honest, the moment I got there and started working, it felt great to be back working physically. And because when you're pastoring, there's not a whole lot of physical labor going on. Um, That's why you don't burn stuff off as fast. But as you're working and you're investing and all of a sudden we went and I started to see the kids change and the kids as they approach and talk to you more because you're there longer. And I got to interact with a lot of the young adult guys down there and just talking to them. And there was one, there was one man, and I got to interact with him a lot. And we didn't even speak the same language. But we had something in common. A love for coffee. <laughs> Belanco, right? Belanco, right? And throughout those 10 days, when I went to leave, there was a connection that was different from the first day I arrived to the last day I left. And he is the one who sticks in my mind. He is the one that I pray for. I pray for a lot of them, but he is the one that I pray for. And I went down, I didn't know what to expect you're going to have a chance to step into different teams. And as you, as you work in these teams and you become teammates with other people, you don't have to worry. You don't wor- have to worry if you have the skill to do it. I can tell you now, we have amazing teammates that are already involved that will help you and work with you. And I know they're great teammates because they have great teams. And they build people up around them. You just have to take a step. You just have to plug yourself in and watch as you grow and the excitement that stirs in you as you watch people's lives around you impacted because Jesus Christ wants to work through you. That's why he's got you here to be a part of his body of Christ.
The fact that he chooses to use us is what blows my mind. Because see, the scripture tells us that nobody comes to know Jesus Christ except through the Holy Spirit. So you know what that means? He doesn't need us. But he actually chooses to use us. The God that created everything, just spoke it into being, looks down and says, Rick, I just want to use you. I need to use you in this area. He's able just to speak into our lives and we can hear him and we speak into people's lives and he'll give us words. That's the cool thing too. The scripture tells us that he'll give us the words to speak. Chad, I'm not sure what to say. It's all right. Scripture says he'll give you the words. He wants to use you. There's so many different fun places to give it a try. Try kids ministry. Try hoops. Try community meals. Try student ministry. You will find out where you just thrive and you didn't even know what was in you. I want to show you, I want to talk about just a few more teams that we here, have here at the church. We talked about a few of them, but I want to rhyme off. I didn't even realize until I started sitting down to get through this, uh, prepare this sermon and stuff, that how many teams it takes to pull off a Sunday morning. And if I miss somebody, it just means a tire. But do you realize it takes 13 teams just for a Sunday morning? From the time you pull in the parking lot, we started a parking team. If you're like, Chad, I'm not really great with people, I'm not sure where I fit in, you can stand in the parking lot and point. <laughs> I'm not downplaying it because now we can fit more people in our parking lot. If you're asking why, it's because our parking lot fills up. We've had people drive in and see no empty spots and leave, but the empty spots were at the back. That's why we have you parking at the back. But you can smile and be the first smile they encounter. And as you come through the door, we have our greeters. And the next step is one of the most important ones, is the people that put the coffee out. <laughs> God bless all of you. But then we have our welcome center, we have our sign-up tables, we have our library workers, we have our children's check-in and hall monitors, we have our children's teachers and leaders and nursery workers, we have our ushers, we have our prayer team, we have our media team, we have our sound team, and we have our worship team. These are all the teams it takes. Pastoral team, true. So there's 14. And some of these teams are here so early just to prepare for you. I encourage you, if you're not a part of a team, plug into a team. Being part of a team will help you in life. It will strengthen you. When there's times that you're in need and need somebody to pray with you, the great thing about being part of a body of Christ is we stand with you. As the scripture says, when one part of the body hurts, the whole body hurts. All you have to know is if you've been hurt for a little bit, if you've been on crutches, you understand how your arms hurt and your other leg hurts because you're looking after the one. And how we counteract, our body treats itself. Ephesians 4, 16 says this, from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. If we all do our work, we'll be able to shine Jesus even brighter. And so this morning I say thank you and I encourage you 
I encourage you to find a place to plug yourself in and be a part of the great family, the great body of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, as you come and you've spoken to us and encouraged us and lift us up. Lord, I pray that you continue just to move in our lives. Speak to us and change our hearts, Lord Jesus. Continue to shift us to be more like you, Jesus Christ. And so, Father, guide us and lead us this week. Help us to be a light for you. Give us the words to speak, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you tonight at 630 for the encounter service. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 